When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, we made it out of the heat, and it is a beautiful day out there right now. And we've got Lori and Julia for the next three hours to hang out with, so I would say that is a good bargain compared to yesterday, right? With all that heat we had, right? I mean, my God. We loved it. So good when we left work. I like, oh, it. I feel how warm. It's a big, warm blanket out here. Yeah, it was so cold in the studios yesterday, yesterday too. That was oh. true. Oh. But it was beautiful But I do night. always feel so bad, though, for people who don't have any AC because oh. it can be brutal to sleep in. Yes. You know? I mean, last night it was so hot yesterday. The pavement was cracking on 35W. My mom called me this morning <laughs> to ask me if I saw any of the Buckaline, Minnesota roads that she saw on the news. I said, Mom, I'm trying to keep up with the flight mare and crossing my fingers <laughs> that Julie and I don't get caught in a flight mare tonight as we try to make our way to New York City. Is there just a massive pilot shortage? Okay, or? so it's a couple of things okay. are happening, and it's happening to all the airlines. All of all them. them. All of yeah. them. And what's happened is that um, the airlines overscheduled flights. Got it. Then Delta has an issue with their pilots union. They need to step up and pay. Remember, they okay. yep, all these yep, airlines got yep. all this money. Yep. And so they've overscheduled flights. Then COVID, you know, they're testing you know, the staff, and if you test positive, it's an automatic, you know, five-day quarantine. So then that has a ripple effect. Then they've overbooked flights. Yes. And then if there's uh, all this overbooking and they don't have the crew because people are out because they're calling in sick, they're protest calling in sick, whatever is happening. Right. I know Sun Country settled with their pilots union last year and now mm-hmm. Sun, and then they had needed to work that out and it can take a couple years. Right. I mean remember an airline has the most a highly qualified um employee base if you will between mechanics, pilots, flight attendants, the engineers, the scheduling, you know, so it's right. a, it's, it's a lot. But anyway, it, they're calling it a flight mare and they're also saying it's going to happen on um, 4th of July. Okay. And some airlines are calling people right now and letting them know this is changing, this is changing. Right. But it's just a real big nightmare. It's like a confluence of every bad ripple domino effect and then they all collide. Yeah. Here's the thing, if if you can, like, you know, leave in the morning okay. is always a good tip because usually the planes are there right. or 
Um, sometimes it's tricky to get the last flight of the day, Got which it. we're taking tonight, which we're taking tonight for LaGuardia. But I'm counting on that plane needing to be positioned and going to like L.A. with a full uh, low tomorrow. Of, yeah, mm-hmm. low tomorrow it. morning. So. I love it. Yeah, your sister was stuck in Duluth. Yeah, my sister got caught in it. No, just she was oh, supposed to one. leave this morning. Oh, oh, I thought at it was... five this morning, and she left at three this afternoon. Oh, but she thought bad. she'd be back at work today. I mean, it's yeah. just everybody. You know, we're so, we're so, yeah, I'm, anyway, so yeah, it is a flight mare. Yeah, it is happening. It is happening. Now, I just want to give a couple of shout outs for something that's happening this weekend. Avenue Queer from the Twin Cities Gay Men's uh, Chorus. Has that already happened? Let's see that if it has. Weekend. Let's see if it has. I feel I'm, like it was last weekend. It was, Julia. I know, Never I mind. Saw them Never mind. The gosh, 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 shout out to it. you guys. <laughs> Kevin, They're I'm so, so sorry. That was last weekend. That's yep. right. Okay, I have a notable obituary. Oh. I have a notable life of a person un, un, unbelievable. Okay. Um, Robert O. Fish, who was a renowned U pediatrics professor, a widely respected physician, artist, and writer who taught children around the world about the Holocaust. He died June 12th at his Minneapolis home on his 97th birthday. Oh, wow. And he was just he died a one, on his birthday. On his birthday, and oh, a yeah, longtime friend said he was just a deeply wonderful, caring human being. He was born in Budapest, and he was captured by the Nazis at age nineteen. And wow. American soldiers liberated him in nineteen forty-five from Austria's Gunskirchen death camp. Too weak to walk back in Budapest, he earned a medical degree. In 1956, he joined the Hungarian Revolution. He got on a truck, went to Vienna, got medicine for the wounded, and went back. He was a real hero. Um, He escaped Hungary in 1957 and years later was knighted by the Hungarian government. Wow. And he arrived at the U in 1958 as a medical intern and stayed until he retired 40 years later. He was recognized for his... Research on something called PKU and child development. Okay. And then he had a second career after he retired from medical. He studied art and he like uh, had a second career as an artist and an author. He's got paintings at the Minneapolis Institute of Art and the Weissman. And he also wrote five books, including Light from the Yellow Star, A Lesson of Love from the Holocaust, Holocaust. And he spoke at schools around the world and published some of the letters he received in Dear Dr. Fish, Children's Letters to a Holocaust Survivor. And his books are um, taught and used in Germany and Hungary. And he provided a program in which volunteers read and provided books to children in pediatric clinics. Mm -hmm. And um, every December for years, he sent 400 holiday letters expressing satisfaction with his life. And we should too. And he just sounded like really an amazing, amazing uh, person. And I know the book, the light from the yellow star emphasizes the need to learn from the Holocaust that we must remain human, even in in humane circumstances. Okay. He also, Lori, conceived the value of one life exhibit, which is at the Minnesota History Center. Yes. Wow. He, and he's going to be interred, and the services will be at the Jewish Memorial Cemetery in Budapest, where he will be in, interred with his father, who died in the Holocaust. Oh. So, but what a wonderful, wonderful yeah. long life. And he really believed that science and creativity with a caring approach was a key to being mm-hmm. a doctor and uh 
Yeah, so he was, uh, yeah, he was an active participant in the Hungarian Revolution of 1956 and uh, was really uh, quite quite something. And because he refused to join the Communist Party in Hungary, he was denied the ability to specialize and he had to go practice in a mining village. Hmm. And so that's when he joined the resistance. So Robert O. Fish, a lot, lot of people... Uh, know who he who he is, right. and uh, his last uh, he's got a painting at uh, paintings all over the place, and his last art show was April of 2019. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so wow. he's really something else. A good long life. Good long life, yes. Robert O. Fish. Okay, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. Well, I hope this song is going to be played Sunday at the uh, Pride Parade. This would be a good one for people to dance. That's uh, Robin going back to 1993, Show Me Love. And the reason we play this song is because, uh, as Grant told us yesterday, Beyonce was dropping a new single off of her uh, Renaissance album, and it dropped last night, and it's called Break My Soul. And uh, it uh, samples Robin's Show My Love, and it also features um, Big Frida. So let's take a listen to the song. I think we're going to be hearing this jam all, all summer long. It's agree. called uh, Break My Soul. I like it. Isn't it good? Yeah. It's so good. So it's uh, if you listen to the lyrics, uh, Graham posted the uh, lyric art for uh, Break My Soul. But it's an anti-capitalist, pro-gay summer anthem with vocals, rapping, a choir call and response, and Big Frida. Yeah, and she was on. Um, she was her was, voice. She didn't collab. She collaborated, but it was sampled. Big Frida was on one of the songs on um, on the Lemonade uh, album. So um, anyway, yeah, I, I that that is we're going to get information for that right now. So that is. I hope the whole album has this uh, house disco it's pop fun. song. It's really fun. I think I you know in her mom. Said so she's been working on this night and day for two years. You know, Big Frida was on Jason's show this morning. Oh, you're kidding. Side by side with Nene Lakes because there's a new show um, called College Hill on BET Plus. Yeah. And we haven't seen Nene Leakes in a long time. No, we have not. And so um, it's the celebrity edition where they all go back to the classroom. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, premieres next Monday, the 27th on BET Plus. So it was kind of fun seeing Jason talk to Nini and Big Frida. Did he talk to Big Frida about uh, you know, being on this song? That would be something that you I didn't. didn't. That yeah, because is, is Big Frida the rapper? The rapper. Yeah. Okay. And Formation sampled uh, Big Frida's voice. And Big Frida is, uh, and that's their stage name. Right. And um, Bounce Music is what Big Frida is credited with popularizing. And Frida identifies as a gay man, but she's ambivalent about her pronouns. And she okay. played at the New Orleans Jazz Fest in 2019, and she played, um, she was on stage right before Gladys Knight. Oh, fine. And I wanted to see Big Frida, because people were like, oh, you can't believe the women that are up there twerking and bouncing, and it yes. was so much fun. <laughs> so Big Frida, yeah, sure, voice, uh, it was sampled information, but this is the first time, you know, she's on the track, and... Um, so that that's really amazing. And show you know, uh, 
Show Me Love by Robin is a great sample. Oh my gosh, that just brings you back. Isn't to the it? Cubs. Yes, Beyonce totally. is and not... what year was did that come out? Show Me Love? 93. 93. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh anyway, so that's the first single. I'm like we're feeling you, Beyonce, and the beehive is going insane. You know, they're just falling to their well, collective bee we, knees. <laughs> do bees have knees? Because yeah. remember, everything is the bees' knees. That's right. That's do good. bees have knees? Yeah. So we posted the cover yeah. art, the song, but I mean, really, all it takes is one listen and you're hooked. I would agree. And if you go deep dive on the lyrics, she's just telling us to quit our jobs if we're not feeling is, it. Is that what know? she said? Oh, good luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good and then, you know, that. Big Frida collaborated <laughs> with uh, New Kids on the Block uh, for that song, House Party. Oh, the new one. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, if you ever get a chance to bounce EDM, you know, kind of hip hop, but really a fun, fun, fun show. Um, so, yeah, that's called uh, Break My Soul. And then on Sunday night, Stevie Nicks uh, was at, uh, was the um, final performer at Bonnaroo. And it's the first time they've had a woman close the show or headline the show because Lizzo was supposed to play in 2020. Right. That festival's been going on for 20 years. That's Has seems, it really? That seems kind of overdue. But people, I mean, th- this is a Stevie Nicks festival, Bonnaroo. It is yes, so, it's her, yes. you know, I don't know how uh, she's, she would, anyway, she was honored to be the first woman to be the last person on tonight. So, um, Anyway, people were really, you know, Dreams, of course, was the opener. And um, Landslide, everybody knew that, too. And she ended with Stop Dragging My Heart Around. And remember, she was very vocal about how long COVID was going on. Because she says, I am a woman of She's a certain 74. age. And I want to get out and perform. Yes. I mean, she really and she said- she did perform at Bonnaroo in 2006, for one song, she joined Tom Petty for Stop okay. Dragging My Heart Around when it, he oh. played 2016? A night. 2006. Oh, geez. Yeah. So when did Petty die? 2015, I think, or something? Something like 2017. that. 2017. 2017. 2017. Okay, and I just want to do a side note here. Bees do have knees. Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> We're on our knees bees, over Beyonce. Bees, like all, all insects, have six sections in their legs. And each is connected by a joint, and th- there is one that's most like a knee. It's between the firmer and the tibia. Yeah, and well, I mean, look at them when they're when they're getting a little honey. It looks like they're kneeling. Well, I'm not that yeah. close. I had a dragonfly on my tube. I was floating in the water on Sunday, uh-huh. and you know, up close and personal, they are horrifying. Well, they don't do anything but eat mosquitoes. Yeah, yeah, they're I good. don't ever so kill I them. Didn't, but I was, it liked me and yeah. it kept near me and I kept looking at its eyes and I kept looking to see its mouth. And there's and I- something about um, like inner tubes because when we used to. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world and the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Tube down the crow wing wivel. The crow wing wivel. You can't say that without... Are they atta- attracted to the rubber? Yes. Dragonflies are attracted to rubber for it some reason. It wouldn't leave me alone. Yeah. And I'm like... I, so I took... I was looking at it. I'm like, okay, there are your eyes. Mm-hmm. There's your mouth. Right. <laughs> There's... The, I mean, it was so close. <laughs> and I wasn't scared because they don't do anything to you. Yeah. No. But, I wonder what TikTok's going to do with Break My Soul when the video comes out with the dance for that. Because that should we're be We're going to do a video It'll be like us. an office thing when you're in well, your We're going to get in formation and dance like Soul Train. We, all right. Yeah. Is that what we're going to do? <laughs> Hannah is looking for um, yeah. ideas. Yeah. We could That's do that. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, because Grant, when... When Single Lady came out, I mean, oh, before yeah. Justin Timberlake spoofed it, remember he spoofed it on um, Saturday Night Live in, Did you in see the him Leotard? dancing at that festival that he got up in? Oh, my gosh. He's, he's, he's a saying, dad with no swag. Listen, he is not a zaddy. <laughs> Justin Timberlake? No. If you, Did you not see his formations during NSYNC? Julia, I'm talking <laughs> about just this past weekend. In his, Was he with Chris Stapleton? No, no. no. He got up at some deep water festival it was pain it was painful i'm gonna look for it pain but don't you remember when he wore the leotard and did the single ladies? oh that was that it that was, was so great yeah it was hysterical yeah i tried to learn that we tried to learn that we did learn it well we did end up learning it. yeah we learned it Julia. if that's what you called what that was <laughs> well uh-huh. that is what we called that oh my gosh where's the Somewhere video there's a video that? of that Project Down and Dirty Rock style. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. All right, listen, we come back. Oh, well, you're going to be surprise. so surprised. You'll A hint, when, we, when Grant plays the music, you'll know what our conversation's <laughs> about. The Elvis movie comes out on Friday. I wonder how many places are sold out already. I don't know. My mom um, finally... Does she tickets? Well, I, I told her, go with my sister and... Go see it again with the grandkids who are all in their 20s and really can, do not want to commit oh, to yeah. anything. Oh, and my mom has been counting down the days. <laughs> She's so excited that Chris Conley and the uh, crew at ABC are doing a two-hour special tonight um, on, on 2020. 2020. Exclusively Elvis, a, spe- a special edition of 2020. And uh, the big thing that they have... Uh, with this is that, um, and we've got some of the audio, is that we get to go inside Graceland with um, Priscilla Presley, Lisa Marie Presley, and Lisa Marie's daughter, Riley. And it's the first public appearance and interview that Lisa Marie has given um, since her son took his life in July of 2020, her Mm -hmm. son, Benjamin. And she had tweeted about the Elvis movie, but this is the first time she did an interview. The women of Elvis's family were honored with the hand and foot, uh, you know, imprint thing at Grauman's this morning. Yes. So here's just a little bit from Chris Conley and from the special from exclusively Elvis, a special edition of 2020, talking to the family about the new Elvis movie. 
I wasn't thinking about what I was physically going to do. Or I felt like I was looking out of his eyes. Elvis Presley changed America with the sound of his voice and the size of his dreams. The soft-spoken rebel who gave birth to the rock and roll era. I didn't quite realize how I made this movie. That was the sexuality of, of what Elvis did on stage. No one had moved like him before. Taking it on for 2022, filmmaker Baz Luhrmann, Australian visionary of Moulin Rouge, conjuring insights and spectacle for the film Elvis. He was like, we have Elvis the superstar. <laughs> we don't have Elvis the man. We don't have us the boy. We don't have the context of his upbringing until now. Finding his ideal Elvis in the charismatic 30-year-old actor Austin Butler. The deep fascination of behind somebody that everybody feels they know or the misconceptions. I wallpapered my entire apartment with this timeline of his life. You're looking for trouble? came to the right place. Right awesome. looked at me and she was like, is that you, Pat? And I went, I don't know. His performance powerful enough to win the approval of Elvis's only child, Lisa Marie Presley, and her daughter, actress Riley Keough, who watched Elvis together after Lisa Marie had seen it on her own first. It was, it was such an emotional, like Riley said, it just brings up such generational trauma. <laughs> I mean, so in a good funny. way, in a good way. And Riley, you know, five minutes in, was already like gone, I'm, over. I'm done. I'm, she was already crying and I was crying. It was really intense. As a film, it's just an exceptional film. And we'll have a lot more with the Presley family and the people who made Elvis tonight. At one of his first recording sessions, he sang, if you don't believe I'm leaving, you can count the days I'm gone. But from his devoted fans to the way he transformed popular music, it's like he never left. Our primetime special exclusively Elvis premieres tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern right here on ABC. And Elvis is in theaters Friday. Michael. Imagine, though, how satisfying, you know, that must feel. Because here, Lisa Marie, she's this all she knows is that, you know, her dad is this famous man. But he's right. just her daddy and he dies when she's 11. Right. Her mom gets her into Scientology. Ugh. And the myth of your father is bigger than 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 what his life is, and of course she she knows some of it, but she wouldn't know a lot of it about how he, you know, grew up and the things that shaped him and formed him. Because remember, he's virtually unknown in January of 1956, and at the end of the year, he's known all around the world, mm-hmm. and it's caused this huge sensation that had never happened before. Because we always just jump start to Elvis as we know him. And so only if you're like really like some kind of a, you know, pretty diehard fan where you take the time to read some of the books and, you know, all of that. But most people, it's kind of a caricature of whatever Elvis is in your mind. Might be the Viva Las Vegas Elvis, because that's like the movie that you watched or something. And But it had to be satisfying for the family to see... Can you imagine what that was like? Here he is, literally just a very humble southern boy from no money. No Mm -hmm. money. Simple parents. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And he's an only beloved child and very, you know, religious southern Baptist or whatever, you know, uh, Older parents, his twin had died, you know, so I bet it from from uh, Lisa Marie 
to see the validation of her father as this whole man versus just the end. Yes, 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 yes. yes. It's got to be really something. I would agree. You know, I I think I learned this on Jason's show when he was talking about Oliver. So you might have told me this. Mm -hmm. I don't know if someone did, but it's just coming to my mind. And the reason why we didn't see Elvis on a lot of talk shows was because Colonel Tom Parker negotiated when he was on Ed Sullivan. It was a three show deal that Elvis got paid $50,000 for. And people didn't pay people then to be on talk shows. Mm -hmm. And so... He wanted money. Yeah, for him no, to come he sit stopped on the couch. Elvis yes. from doing so many things. Yes. It's an interesting and exposure to different, you know, right? Because yeah. he wasn't like on the couch of no any Johnny Carson mm-hmm. or something that you would expect. Yeah, right. So and uh, anyway, so I, I'm excited to see it. I'm not going to be able to see it until like uh, next week, but I'll be here. I just curious. bought tickets as you we did? were talking because okay. you were. Are there a lot of seats? Uh, yeah, there's like right now at the Willow Creek out in uh you know by 169 in uh, plymouth mm-hmm. area right now there's four showings on sunday and all the seats are available so yeah. I'm, I'm gonna try to I'm, I'm gonna go to the 921 after we do the, yeah. the little parade thing but oh, yeah that's ambitious of you I know. grant yeah well I, sunday night's does, my movie night that's it when does I go. seem like a movie that you want to see in the theater like oh, top gun oh, is a yeah. movie oh 100 percent yeah. you want to see this in the theater and yeah. i want to see it I'm, I'm, I'm the guy that likes to see this stuff first weekend because i don't want to have anybody spoilers, spoilers. or read any reviews how exactly. do we not feel like it's spoiled by now we've been talking about for three years well i, feel like, yeah, I mean i don't just, feel like i think the the revelation is going to be austin butler who is having a star is born moment yes and i think there's going to be a resurgence for elvis presley music and all i mean the one thing about elvis is he recorded every genre. He's still the only artist who's in the country rock, the country hall of fame, the gospel hall of fame, the rock and roll wow. hall of fame. Um, and didn't he only win his only Grammy for gospel music? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. That's, and that's, so that's, that's just wild. So yeah. I think maybe a resurgence for uh, well, we've been Elvis. listening to it. Yeah. We and have. I heard some deep cuts today. Yeah. And, and we watched the Viva Las Vegas video with Anne Margaret yet again. Come on, everybody. You can't. I can never get sick of that dance. <laughs> Honest yeah. to and then um, Roger Friedman over at Showbiz 411 reminded us that um in 1979, Kurt Russell starred I remember as one. Elvis Presley and met his wife, uh, Susan Hubley, who played Priscilla. Wow. And that movie was directed by John Carpenter, oh. who was on the verge of directing The Fog, yeah. Escape from New York, Big Trouble in Little China, The Thing, Christine. He did a TV movie. And Kurt Russell was in like three of those titles. Oh. Yes, mm-hmm. he was. Mm-hmm. And I saw this TV movie. Th- the movie was a huge rating set. I mm-hmm. remember seeing it too. And he earned an mm-hmm. Emmy nomination. Kurt Russell did. And... um uh, Kurt Russell lost to Peter Strauss in a movie no one can recall called The Jericho Mile. I swear to God, I saw it. I swear I saw it. I swear, <laughs> I swear Because we I loved saw him it. from Rich Man, oh, Poor Man. we loved him. And then we found out what a dinky was. Right. Mm-hmm. And Shelley Winters was Gladys Presley in that TV Perfect movie. Perfect casting because, you know, she was right off. There's got to be a morning effort, Poseidon Adventure. That's right. And then much admired actor Pat Hingle was Colonel Tom Parker in oh Season Hubley. Was Priscilla, and they met and married and had child, and then he met Goldie Hawn on like Overboard or whatever in eighty two. No, the the nineteen forties movie Swing Shift. Swing Shift, but Susan Hubley was in Family. Yeah, and she that name. 
Yeah. And she was everything. Yeah. And boy, we haven't seen anything. But no. this, that is the last praised and done, you know, Elvis movie. Well, 1979. Had, no, we had that guy that has the drinking problem from England, the younger guy that keeps getting Jonathan drunk. Jonathan Meyer. Yes, he did one. But nobody remembers no one, it or knows what it was. He doesn't, nothing. I have more, like when you see, like, I wonder if you can watch this Elvis movie anywhere the one by john carpenter with kurt russell i just wonder i totally remember but I watching do too. that yes in 79 well there were only three stations i know it uh-huh. we all experienced everything at the same time that's right it was so much easier but uh anyway and priscilla i think in this thing tonight says that elvis would have approved of it yeah. she feels and um i'm ready i'm yeah. ready to see this yeah Brand, all right so i'm i'm gonna try to go this weekend as well yeah there's i just looked there even for friday when it opens up there's yeah. five or six showings at most theaters with plenty of not there's still some sold out for friday especially right. but saturday sunday yeah. you can get your seats i just i can't wait like I there's so much go. there's so much hype so we, we, we have the excitement right. behind it. But like you said, I still don't know how this is going to, his vision is going to play out. And that's, yeah. that's the anticipation I have. Yeah, you know, How right. it's going to play out right. on the big screen. Yeah, I know. It. Oh, anyway, I, I um, yeah, set your DVR for exclusively Elvis tonight, a special edition of 2020. <laughs> you know yours is. Oh, it is. I called my mom right away this morning. <laughs> Make sure your DVR is working just in case she should fall asleep because it probably comes on at nine mm. west coast time. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. all right listen we come back it's uh we've got oh andy cohen finally had an all-star cast in the clubhouse last night not with one star two th- he had four stars from this incredible tv show we'll be right back thank you priscilla presley by the way outside of grauman snapped back at a reporter because there's some early online things about all i see is austin butler with black hair you know and uh playing elvis that he just looks like a caricature and she told uh that she said he is absolutely fantastic and people talking smack about elvis don't know what they're talking about when i looked up there i saw elvis Felt Elvis. There you go. So she is, he's got a fierce mama bear right. with Priscilla <laughs> Presley. Well, taking time. Yeah. She said he is a perfect Elvis and the internet is wrong for anyone who says otherwise. And, and we talked about this yesterday because I was, I was, there's so much Priscilla, Lisa Marie, you know, Priscilla's out there so much. She always has been. And, and I, and I was wondering if Presley um, Enterprises was behind this, if nope, she had anything nothing. in it. They are not producing it. They're nothing. 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 Right. I was surprised by that. Yeah. I kind of expected that. Boz be a... Lurman doesn't work that way. Yeah, I was surprised a little bit. I thought there might be more because she really is going Because they that, think about Romeo and Juliet, Great Gatsby, all stuff where the thing is you don't have to have any family involvement. Yeah. And uh, with the story, because yeah. the filmmaker is not going to want to. Otherwise, it's J Lo's infomercial. Mm-hmm. You know, then you get a Santa. You don't oh, have that. Uh, you don't have the eyes. Larry. Okay, so um, last night, um, Andy Cohen had the stars of Severance on, which premiered like in. The beginning of March on Apple Plus. And what is the story about? Just well, give we'll us, get to okay. we'll get to that. But okay. Severance, it was a slow roll because Apple Plus they dropped three episodes and then it's a once a week. Right. So it it got water cooler as it went on. Absolutely. By the fifth episode, when people were 
hooked because the thing with Severance is that it's a slow it's start. It's so slow. Yes. And it's sci-fi-y. And it stars Patricia Arquette, who is amazing in everything. Love she her. really is. Adam Love Scott, yeah. who's got an incredible head of hair and such an interesting face. People know him from Parks and Recs. Oh, and yeah. he was... In Big Little Lies, Reese Witherspoon's husband, and does an Elvis cover. Yes, he at does. At that end of the year party. The Wonder of You. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then John Turturro is in it, and he was in the clubhouse, and then also um, Ben Stiller. So Andy had all four of them in the studio. So they were in New York for something, because Ben Stiller just got back from the Ukraine. Being oh, that's right, Zelensky. I saw him, yeah. So there's okay. something going on, you know, right. and right. maybe Apple Plus is something and they've got all their stars out because this is, this show has been renewed and it became a water cooler, Twitter. People became slightly obsessed with Have it. Have you watched it, Grant? Both Grant and I yes. were on it. We were so once a week. We got so hooked. Yeah. I couldn't get past the first one. Well, we'll this is it. the thing. So here's, we just have Ben Stiller okay. about, because he... Produce this, and I heard him on Howard Stern talking about how one of his script readers basically read it and said, I think you are going to want to take a look at this. Whoever okay. those people are who mm-hmm. read yes. the stuff before they give to yes. the person Manager who's in charge. Whatever, yeah. Yeah. So here he is opening up about why he wanted, because he is uh, EVPing the show. He's not in it. No. Here we go. We were lucky enough to get the script as a writing sample from Dan, who had never had anything produced before. And when I read it, it was the writing was so interesting to me in terms of just the tone. And it did feel like a weird twist on shows like The Office or Parks and Rec or that workplace comedy. And the basic... Or idea, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, yeah. But this was pre-Handmaid. I mean, this yes. was like five years ago And in terms of that show. And the basic idea a, a guy who goes to work he has a chip in his head when he goes to work he forgets who he is on the outside when he leaves work he forgets what happens on the inside just seemed like a really fascinating idea to me so that basic idea was what i responded to and then of course it goes down the rabbit hole and gets weirder and weirder when it was pitched it or is there a bible that you know of for a multiple season arc well, over the course of the last five years since we've been developing the show, we've, we've talked about it a lot, and, and Dan has written many different versions of it, and, and we've kind of, you know, uh, sort of like come to what the show is. But it's been a process that's evolved over, over the years. Because we didn't even know if the show was going to get made for a few years. It took a, it took a long time just to get five it Five years. Dumb wow. question. When you go into season two, do you go into it thinking... Okay, like, do you go into it with an idea of how many more seasons you want to make? Like, how do you know when to wrap it up? Well, I think that's the big question for shows in right. general. Yes. Right? When is it over? I mean, I've, I've seen shows that I've loved that have gone on a long time, that I've loved that they've gone on a long time, and other shows are like, well, maybe it went on too long. And as a fan, you want it to end in a great way. Right. So I think there's a general idea that Dan has uh, for, you know, for what the story is. And um, that's the hope, is that you tell the story in a way that, that, that lets it play out and doesn't overstay its welcome, but also plays out everything and all the possibilities of what the show can be and the character's journey. Because really, this show is about Mark Adams' character and this guy who's divided, you know, and, and, and his reintegration, the idea of, you know, these two parts of himself hopefully someday coming together. And, oh my. Yeah, so I, if you're looking for something to beat the heat and you have Apple Plus, Severance, check it out. Right. Um, but it is 
very addictive, that show. <laughs> if you can get through the first one. The, get through the first two episodes. Yeah, I would say I two. I would say. Yeah, the okay. third because you're not, it really picks up. Yeah, you're not, you're like, we. it took us a while. Now you already have a jump on it. You know that it's, you have an inside person and an outside person. Your work person doesn't know about your right. personal life yeah. right. person. Yes. So we didn't know that. It no. took us two episodes to figure oh, that out. Okay. So now you at least have a jump on the knowledge. Right. That there's something Stepford-ish happening mm-hmm. with disconnecting. And um, um, and then, I don't know, do we have time for this next one? Yeah, it's a short clip. We okay, can let's definitely hear it. Play it. Okay, this is so much fun here. I loved your parents so much, as so many did. And Mira, Jerry uh, Stiller. Do you have a favorite thing that they appeared in? Either together or separately. I think for my dad, I'd probably say taking a Pelham one, two, three, the movie. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, mm-hmm. yes. I have no idea what it is. Just because it's a great movie and he's really funny in it and it's a cool role and you know he was a good actor and he didn't yep. do a lot of roles like that. And I think my mom, um, just acting wise, the movie Fame, where she plays the mean English teacher. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And she's really good in that movie too. And so, and then of course together they they did so much. But, yeah. Um, I'm working actually working on a documentary about them. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Oh, that's the best part. And then of course she for many years on All My Children and Jerry Stiller, famously Leah Remini's dad in. Um, yeah, what's the show? Sign, well, no, King and I. King and, King I. and yes, I. Yeah, yes. and so I was just like really glad uh, to know that about those two. You know, the, oh gosh, because they were on sh- King of Queens. King of Queens. Remember, he was oh, so God, great. He was great in King of Queens, and even in um, Zoolander when he was played his. He played Ben Stiller's manager yes. in Zoolander. Oh, it just And I think that taking Pelham one, two, three, I think that might have been like a if it's a seventies film, it's a, it was a, maybe a serious or a spy. Casey would know. I wanted um uh, You know, he was in it with Walter Matthau. Yeah. It's nineteen seventy four. Mm-hmm. And it's Denzel four armed men hijack a New York City subway car and yes. demand ransom for passengers. It's a movie that guys know yeah. because yeah, it's just like kind of an epic movie. John Turturro was in it, who's also in Severance. Severance, yeah. That's so cool. anyway, good job, Andy Cohen. Yeah. I haven't had a reason to be longing and wanting even. to be in the clubhouse in the <laughs> weeks. Last night it happened. Thank you. All right. Let's move back.